Hello and welcome to the Just Barely Podcast, where this just barely qualifies to be a podcast. My name is Luca Claseri, and not joining me today is Ryan O'Hara. Um, as we said in the last episode, Ryan is out of town, so I'm doing this episode all by myself. So this is gonna be this is gonna be quite interesting, but I have some things to talk about. Um, yeah. I guess we'll just get straight into it, so let's just relax, let me open up my uh, my Diet Coke right here, take a slurp. That was good. That was a, that was a good uh, first sip of Diet Coke for the day. Let's get into some topics. Let's get into some topics here. Uh, sports. Sports are back, uh, semi-back, um, first things first, baseball is back, um, I didn't watch the, um, what was it, Washington's-Yankees game? I don't know, um, I saw them kneel before the National Anthem, which that was cool, um, kinda wish more players kneeled during the anthem, but, I mean... You'll get, I mean, it's fine, I guess. They all kneeled before, so that's at least something. Um, it's weird to see baseball without any fans. Um, I think other sports do it better. You know, they can survive without having the fans, but baseball, it needs that, that, fan, that crowd atmosphere. So it was just kind of weird to just kind of be like, hmm, there are no fans here at all. Um, basketball is back. Um, the NBA is now doing, uh, they're doing scrimmage matches, scrimmage, scrimmage matches before the actual game start, which I believe starts the 30th? Yeah, 30th or 31st. Um, so they're televising some of their scrimmage matches. Um, just, you know, for revenue, because they need to make money somehow. Um, I gotta say, I think basketball is going to be just fine without fans. Um, obviously fans play an important part in all sports, but from what I saw out of the scrimmage games, I think basketball is going to do fine without fans. Um, it wasn't too distracting that there weren't any fans there, um... You know, I was just focused on the game, and the games were pretty enjoyable. Um, I still think that there's some issues with, like, you know, the crowd noise that they have. Um, and they kind of have, it seems like they have, like, a microphone, like, directly pointed, like, at the ground level. Because you can hear the sneakers so loudly, like screeching it's it's a lot it's a lot it seems like someone is playing 2k and they put the player chat um volume up way louder than everything else um so that might be something they need to fix i love i don't know (laughs) i don't know who decided it'd be a good idea that when they put three free throws um that if you make it, it plays the yeet sound effect, and if you miss it, it plays the bra sound effect. I don't know who is in charge of that. 
Um, but that's amazing. Um, that's so fucking funny. Um, in terms of actual gameplay, you know, what do I think about the product? You know, you can clearly tell that it's a little rusty. Um, that players haven't played in a while. Um, but I will say this. Um, Bull Bull is scary. Is If he can do what he did that first game on a consistent basis, that's fucking terrifying. The Nuggets starting lineup is scary. The fact that they're, they ran a all-big-man lineup that could genuinely work is scary. Um, that's the Rockets' worst... L- Daryl Morey's worst nightmare. Um, what else? Giannis was still Giannis. Uh, nothing's new there. He better win MVP. If not, I'm going to be pissed. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some players that are still clearly, like, you know, missing dunks, bad passes. Um, you know, but, I mean, some of them haven't played basketball in over, you know, four months. Like, you know, true basketball, five on five. So I don't I don't blame them at all for being rusty right now. Um, I mean, these are scrimmage matches after all. Like, they don't mean anything in the long run. Um, so I'm not going to really, not super going to judge these games until, you know, the 30th. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited that sports are back in some fashion, um, yeah, uh, in other news, uh, God bless, um, God bless the, the owners of the Washington, then the formerly known as Washington Redskins, now currently known as the Washington football team, that shit is simultaneously funny and sad at the same time. Like, the football team? Come come on. That's so funny. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait in college to be like, alright, do you want to watch the Bears for the football team? Um, let's see, what else was new that I wrote down? Oh, um, recent news. Um, I mean, I'll guess, just give a quick shout-out, I guess. Um, ABC7 Chicago meteorologist Jeff Taft passed away. Um, so rest in peace to him. I know all of my Chicagoans that watch ABC7... Will be a little, a little upset about that. <laughs> um, let's talk music. Uh, let's talk music, cause that way I won't sound like I'm just. I don't know what to say. Um, this was a big, a kind of big, I guess, week for music. Um, yesterday 
was the 10th anniversary of the one of one direction so that's cool i guess um shout out to them um on monday kanye had a uh had quite the uh the mental breakdown on twitter which was honestly really sad to watch um like I know that Kanye's struggled with being bi- bipolar for a while, um, and I know that people like to clown on him a lot, kind of for it, because uh, they're just kind of ridiculous. But I think, I think it is important that Kanye kind of get some help, because this is kind of fucked up. Um, like Kanye is one of my favorite artists of all time, um, and it's sad to see him kind of going through this shit, you know, whether it's a genuine mental breakdown and bipolar episode, or it's just, uh, marketing for his new album that, uh, was supposed to drop, was supposed to drop today, but, like, most Kanye albums, um, is either delayed and or it's never gonna be put out, which is just, just great. Um, but I really do hope that he gets the help that he needs um, and that uh, his family and friends um, are there to support him. Um, who else dropped music? Um, Lupe Fiasco dropped a new EP. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Um, it's all right. There's one song on there that I really like. The rest is all kind of okay, um, I mean, I wasn't expecting too much, it was a five, five song EP, um, that just dropped out of nowhere, so I wasn't expecting a whole lot, um, Taylor Swift came out with a new album, haven't listened to that, but I've heard that it's good, so I probably will give it a listen, just cause I got nothing else to do, um, J. Cole dropped two two new songs on Wednesday. Um, uh, the Climb Back, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad by any means. It's just, I don't know, it's not really for me. However, Lion King on Ice, that shit goes hard. That shit goes hard. And I very much enjoyed that song. Um, also... Jaden Smith, Jaden Smith dropped a new single out of nowhere, um, and that's really good, I very much enjoyed listening to that today, I woke up and I was looking through new, new music, and I saw, holy shit, Jaden Smith dropped a new song, and it's good, yes sir, um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, that that means that Jaden Smith is working on some sort of project, um, because God God knows that I need some new Jaden Smith in my life. Um, but the main thing that I really wanted to talk about, the main album to talk about for this Friday, has been Logic's. No Pressure album. The last Logic album 
ever. I've listened, I listened to it last night, and I gotta say, after first listen, I will say, it is not bad at all. I very much enjoyed the album. There are some things that I don't like about it. I have mixed feelings about some of the production um, and sort of the instrumentals um, on some of the songs. They feel a little... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into spoilers um, because a lot of it is... Uh, I don't know if I could say that. Um... All I just say is the instrumentals had me have mixed emotions, um, and I, by the first couple of songs, I was honestly getting a little worried because I was like, I still have these mixed emotions. Uh, you know, I don't know how to feel about it. Then, as the album kept on going, I started liking it more and more. Um, there were things that were said in the album that kind of were a little shocking, um, in a good way, in a good way, um, that was like, holy shit, like, really? Um, that got me a little, that got me excited, um, but it's, it's bittersweet, you know, cause this is Logic's last album. And from listening to this, you can tell that he's serious about it. Um, this isn't a... What's it called? This isn't a tease from, you know, everybody where they're like, I'm loading up the last album now. His, I'm loading up the next track now, his final one. And then you get to, you play Young Sinatra 4, and they're like, oh, no, it's the last Young Sinatra album. And it's like, oh, come on. Like, it's not, I don't feel like it's going to be one of those. I feel like this is a genuinely Logic's done. Um, and it's bittersweet, you know. Logic definitely has been clowned on, especially the past two years. Um, and I will say a lot of it, is well-deserved. Um, he put out, like, four albums in the past two years. Most most of those songs were pretty mediocre, if not bad, um, which pains me to say, but it's just the truth. Um, but I'm upset, you know? Logic was one of my favorite artists of all time, and... There was genuinely a point in my life where I would probably consider him my favorite artist of all time. Um, you know, I remember listening. I remember, I think it was my junior year. My junior year of high school, I had just gotten my license. And I went to pick up my friend Ethan um, before show choir practice. I pick him up, we start driving, and he says, yo, can I, you know, can I have the aux? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he plays me 
three songs that changed my life. He played he played Bonfire by Childish Gambino. He played Driving Miss Daisy featuring Childish Gambino and Logic. And then he played Gain Related by Logic. And I said, who are these people? I need to know who they are. And he said, uh, the first one was Childish Gambino. The last one was, the last two were from Logic's Under Pressure album. I remember later that day, I listened to both of those albums. Um, and let me tell you, those albums definitely defined my high school music experience. I remember listening to those and being like, holy shit, this is... These are something else. Um, and Under Pressure is one of my one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, and then listening to The Incredible True Story, um, which is just an amazing concept album. Then, you know, Bobby and Tarantino was a good mixtape. I remember... You know, I remember the day everybody was released, um, and I listened to that, and that was a big album, um, in my life, um, for a multitude of reasons, um, it was kind of just, you know, an album that I needed, you know, a lot of the subject matter that it talks about was just, I kind of just needed to hear that, hear some of that, um, Bobby Tarantino 2 was fun when it came out. And then afterwards, it just kind of... The fame sort of got... I don't want to say the fame got to him, but it did. It became stagnant. I just wasn't excited with his new... It just kept on getting disappointed by all of his new projects. And this last one, No Pressure, definitely feels like a sequel to Under Pressure. Um, and you can take with that as you like, you know, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing to you, but to me, it was a good thing. It brought me back to those, to being in high school. Um, I know I'm still going to listen to it a couple more times, and I'm sure Ryan is going to want to talk about it, um, the next time we, the next podcast we have, but... I would very much recommend going and listening to that album. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so... Let's go into, um, let's go into a top five. Let's go into a top five favorite songs... And I was trying to decide, you know, who's an artist that I can pick that Ryan won't get upset about that he's not here to talk talk about with me. Um, so I tried to go with some artist that Ryan doesn't really listen to or hasn't listened to um, that I really enjoy. And I think I've come up with a good one. Um, I'm going to do my top five Toby Lou songs. Uh, now, if you don't know who Toby Wu is, I don't really blame you. Um, he's pretty... I don't want to say pretty underground, but he's not super popular. Um, he has worked with Saba. I think he worked. he's worked with Code of the Friend before. 
Um, so he's worked with, like, that sort of group of artists. Um, but I very much enjoy his work. Um, he is a Chicago rapper, um, and a lot of his music, um, is derived off of, like, lots of sampling from, like, video games and pop culture and sort of, you know, he uses some memes in his songs, um, which is fun. Um, he's got a lot of, like, lo-fi beats that he raps to, but, like, they're all, like, upbeat lo-fi. Um, they're, like, pretty much all of his songs are, like, upbeat, fun, they're, like, fun to, like, kind of put on and just kind of, like, dance and vibe to. Um, I would highly recommend, if you like that sort of, like, lo-fi-ish rap, um, to very much give Toby Lou a chance. He has, I believe, two albums one or two EPs, I want to say, that are on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, I mean, each album is about 12, 13 songs long. So it's not too, it's not like you're going through a huge discography. Um, but I want to go through just some of my top five, um, favorite songs of this. Um... So, number five, I have Buff Baby. Uh, number four, High Score. Number three, Favorite Substitute. Uh, number two, I Was Sad Last Night, I'm Okay Now. And then number one is Waterboy. Um, yeah, I would very much recommend, like I said, uh, give Toby Lou a listen if you're looking for new artists to listen to, um, especially hip-hop. Um... I've played some of Toby Lou's stuff for, like, friends and family, and a lot of them have been like, oh, who, who is this guy? Like, so he's very much one of those that, like, you probably will enjoy just having it on in the background. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? What else do I want to talk about? Um, I don't really have a whole lot of topics. Um, obviously because... I don't have someone else to sort of talk about this with, so I can't really build upon these topics. But the last, let me see, the last thing I want to talk about was this new class that I'm in. So if you've been following along with the podcast, you know that I just recently ended two of my summer school classes. Um... I took a drawing one class for non-art majors. Um, I was clearly the the worst, the worst one in the class. Um, but I mean, I knew how I know how to draw a little bit better now, so I guess it worked. Um, I also took a personal finance class because you know, money sort of important to know how to you know how to finance everything, um, and then I just started a class on storytelling, um, I thought that it would be interesting, especially because I am studying to become an actor, that, you know, why don't you deepen, you know, 
your knowledge of storytelling and, you know, learn new things about it. Um, so the first assignment that we did was, like, sort of just, like, background talk. Excuse me. Sort of just background talk. Kind of introduce yourself. Like, write a paper. Introduce yourself to the professor, to the instructor. You know, list your expectations for the class. A couple other prompts. Um, and then she had said, um, watch, I'm going to link you for videos, uh, watch them and write down some takeaways from it. Um, and pretty much all of them, well, three out of the four were TED Talks about storytelling. And the one was just a, um, like an hour long, um, talk from a international storytelling conference. Let me let me let me tell you guys something. If you want to genuinely learn something, look up a TED Talk about it. TED Talks are some of the most valuable pieces of media I have ever come into contact with in my entire life. Like I don't like school, but I like learning. Like I don't like the concept of school and busy work and, you know, a lot of it is, I don't learn a lot of, you know, of what's going on. You know, I feel like some of it is a waste of my time, and I could be doing other things. Um, but a TED Talk, every TED, pretty much every TED Talk I have ever, I was ever forced to watch in high school or college or just watched on my own, I have learned at least one thing that has stuck with me. TED Talks are fucking amazing. I If I were a teacher, I would literally base my lesson plan on, okay, I want to talk about this, 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 and this for the semester, um, play some TED Talks, and then just have discussions about it. Like, like TED Talks are so brilliant in picking up and learning information. So, I watched four of them for this class, and I actually just wanted to talk to them about you because they're fucking fascinating um the first one was the magical science of storytelling by david jp phillips um this ted talk was basically explaining why we as humans are so interested like what what makes story what separates good storytellers from bad storytellers through science and basically, all great stories focus on three main um, hormones. Um, and he sort of explains, he gives examples about them. Like, he, he gives examples of, you know, a story that releases this hormone, this hormone, this hormone. And then he also goes into why that hormone what that hormone does for our body and why it's important to use it in storytelling and then he also does the opposite and gives two examples two um hormones that are not that you shouldn't want in storytelling um because it you know while it's invoking emotion in the audience it's not important. I don't want to say it's not important, 
but it's just kind of counterintuitive um, to, you know, the story you might be telling, um, which I thought that was fascinating. Um, the second one um, was a TED Talk by, I want to get this right, Breen Brown, I want to say, B-R-E-N-E Brown, um, and it's called The Power of Vulnerability. Essentially, this TED Talk is this woman who, I want to say that she's some sort of therapist or researcher, I don't know, but the main thing was she was describing the story, she was talking about the story about how she was doing this study about what causes shame in people, um, and she was going through the study, researching, you know, interviewing people, um, doing data, interviewing, and it got to this point where it was just really frustrating her and getting really emotional for her, so, you know, like, she had some mental breakdowns, or, or the way that she describes it, uh, spiritual awakenings. They're not mental breakdowns, they're spiritual awakenings. Um, so she decided, I'm gonna go see a therapist and talk talk to her about all of this. I don't know why I said talk, like I'm fucking Mark Wahlberg. Um, but she went to go talk to a therapist about, you know, this is what's going on, I don't know. Like, you know, can you give me any advice? Um, and she basically came up with... I want to I wanna make sure I pull this up, because I wrote this down, um, because it was... it honestly just kind of blew me away and she said that the difference between people who were ashamed and people who were okay like people who struggled with like self-worth and shame and people who didn't was the fact that they embraced the fact they embraced vulnerability and they acknowledged the fact that they had flaws and that they weren't perfect um and she said this she said this quote she said you are imperfect and built for struggle but you are worthy of love and belonging and that it, it got to me because I honestly do think, as a society, that we don't embrace that enough. Like, yes, we're told that not everyone's perfect, you know, and that we all have flaws. But it doesn't feel like our... Like the things around us truly embrace that, you know? Everywhere you sort of look in terms of entertainment, in terms of fashion and food and health and everything we look at is this idea, this striving for perfection and having the perfect body, the perfect hair, the perfect car, relationship. All of these things, we all strive to be perfect um, and try to be happy not be negative, um, 
but I think that that's that's the biggest problem we have one of the biggest problems we have as a society obviously there are some shit there's some fucked up shit going on in our world and if you think otherwise you need to get out more you need to fucking read the news um cause shit is not perfect right now it is not and as fucked up as covid is and has been I feel like a lot of people are slowly making that realization of, oh, life isn't perfect. Life is pretty fucked up right now. And we lived in a fucked up world. And we need to do something about it. You know? And condolences go out to people who are going through shit right now. And have gone through shit. You know? This isn't easy. It hasn't been. I know for myself, I've struggled a lot with a lot of different things um but i think uh, one thing that can help in this time is not to numb vulnerability you know you can't selectively avoid emotions you know you can't just say i don't want to be sad I'm just not going to be sad anymore. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be happy all the time. I'm going to, you know, hang out with friends. I'm going to do this, that, blah, blah, blah. Um, If you try to avoid negative emotions, in the process, you avoid positive emotions too, you know, If you try to, I guess, plateau everything, you know? You know, everyone always says life is like a roller coaster, you know? Ups and downs, you know? And if you try to just numb the negative emotions and sort of plateau everything at this all-time high, I, I will guarantee you from experience... That's going to cause way more harm than it will doing you good. Because eventually, it's going to, it's not going to stay that way. And eventually, it's going to plummet. And it's going to hit you hard. And some people just can't recover from that. Others can, you know, and it might take a while. It's not going to, you know just happen overnight that you're just oh I'm gonna get I'm gonna get better over one night you know it takes months years some people it takes several several years um but you know I want people to know out there that you know to know that they are worthy you know to have that courage to be imperfect you know I know for myself, I am not a perfect human being. I have many flaws, and I'm not happy with certain things about myself, whether that be physically, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, the way I'm, I interact with people, the way I interact with myself, uh, certain, you know, little tics, certain 
interests of mine that, you know, maybe aren't as glamorous as other people's. But at the end of the day, you know, that's what makes us unique. That's what separates me from you and you from your family members and you from your friends and you from your coworkers and your classmates and your professors, you know? So, to anyone out there who's going through shit, um, I salute you. Um, just know that it will get better. You are going to get through this. And I want you to embrace who you are. You know, don't try and be someone you're not. Just try to be you because there is only one you you know it's your life it's not your parents lives it's not you know don't let anyone you know don't let anyone else live your life for you you know and if you want to change genuinely want to change something about yourself then by all means do it but don't change for someone else you know, change because you want to, because you want to be, you want to improve something about yourself, or maybe you want to alter something about yourself, you know, but just know that we, to, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot. But just truly embrace who you are and be happy and try to be happy with the person you see in the mirror. I know that's a lot easier said than done. Believe me, I know that. I, I'm still struggling to embrace that and to truly, you know, be happy with who I see and who I am. Um, you know, but these past couple of months have made me self-reflect on, you know, who I am, you know, what makes me unique, you know, is there anything that I don't like about myself? What do I, what do I like about myself? What do other people like about me, you know, and do they... You know, from what other people like or don't like about me, is that the real me, or is that a version of me that I put on in public? You know, this persona. Um, yeah. Gosh. Wow. I wasn't expecting it to get that sort of serious. That's so quick. Um, my apologies if you guys were expecting a sort of light-hearted, um, episode today. Um, but I feel like that was important to say. Um, and know that, you know, there are people out there that love you and support you. Um, and that you're not alone through this. And if you're going through some shit that, um... You know, and if you need help, obviously, please 
you know, reach out to friends, to family, to, you know, medical professionals, you know. There are people out there that can help you if you really need the help. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I have nothing else I really want to say. Um, that's a good enough place as ever to, um, end the episode, I guess. Um, apologies if this was a little, a little more serious, um, than what you guys were expecting, but, I mean, I guess that's just what happens when there's not a whole lot that happened, uh, in the week, um, and when you do a solo podcast for the first time, um, so, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, um, if you liked it, please give it a like, um, share it with friends and family, um, if you want to follow the show, you can follow us at, on Instagram, at Just Barely Podcast, we are also available on Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud, just by looking up, um, Just Barely Podcast, uh, in the search bar, um, if you like me, um, and want to, you know, follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at lclaseri. You can also follow me on Twitter at lclaseri25. Um, hopefully by next episode, so next Monday, uh, Ryan should be back from his break. Um, so we will catch up with him and see how his weekend was. Um, hopefully, you know, get back to our regular antics, um, in terms of, you know, just me and Ryan just kind of making, you know, jokes and, you know, making some shit for you to laugh at. Ryan will probably say a a dick joke, because, I mean, what episode hasn't Ryan said a dick joke in? And yeah, um, hope you guys have a great day and, uh, stay safe. Bye.